When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio with another great interview today. We are going as I like to say, into the trenches. And we're going to talk to an executive of a company. And today it's Keith Meyer, the COO of Assurant. And they are a really interesting company in that they are B to B to C. So they have to understand two levels of customers, the actual customers that pay them, and then the customers of their customers. We're going to learn a lot about that and much more when we uh, start the interview. But first, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story you want to share or a question you want to ask, reach out to me on all the social channels. Use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll make sure if it is a question, I'll answer it right there. I'll answer it in my newsletter on this show or maybe my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, and that can be found on Amazon. On Prime, Apple TV, Roku, and you can catch episodes at beamazing.tv. That is beamazing.tv. All right, let's get into the interview with Keith Meyer. I'm excited about this one. Keith, welcome to the show. It's great to be here with you, Chef. Thanks for having me on. So we have so much to talk about in a short period of time. And uh, the first thing is, you know, in, let's do the elevator pitch, the, the the one or two sentences that completely describes, if you can, <laughs> what Assurant does. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Assurant is uh, a company that uh, really is known for protecting and securing the major consumer purchases. Um and, and the places that people live. So, uh, you know, we're actually the kind of the company behind the scenes of many, many of the largest brands in the world. And, you know, you'll see us sometimes co-branded or, um, you know, or a lot of times we'll be in the fine print of, of things where you might work with a manufacturer uh, or buy something from a manufacturer. And we're supporting that, whether it's through protection programs, uh, extended warranties, uh, things like that could be mobile companies. Uh, where you're buying your phone and, you know, we do many of the services for, for mobile companies. And we also have financial institutions and, and many other types of companies. So uh, it's really an interesting, you know, uh, aspect of being at a company that works with all the leading brands around the world. And, uh, you know, we're a fortune 500 that company that many people are customers, but not, not always, uh, they don't even know it. (laughs) <laughs> right. So, I mean, you're behind the scenes in the, in effect with some of the brands. They don't even, uh, the customer doesn't even know that when I call, your company is answering the phone, they're helping me, they're giving me a replacement, uh, the warranty, uh, and you're, you're handling essentially claims 
uh, by customers and they don't even know. They think they're calling a company. I love that. So you're behind the scenes. You know, one of the things we talked about as we were warming up here uh, to get into the interview is we talked about the blurring of the line between technology and operations. And there's so much going on in the world of technology, creating a better customer support system. And you made a comment uh, that you said, you know, I, I think that uh, the old style of the customer support call uh, through a contact center is kind of going away and it's being replaced with a better experience. And that's a digital experience. And I think you and I are in the same place in that it's not ready to completely replace the contact center, but you think we're heading that direction. So let's really get into that because, uh, and by the way, everybody listening, uh, this is a company that is B to B to C. In other words, their customers are major brands and the brand's customers are consumers just like us. So uh, let's go ahead and riff a little bit on the whole concept of this. You know, is technology, uh, five years from now, am I going to have a phone number to call customer support and talk to a human? Five years from now, you, you might it might not be as easy to find that phone number, Shep is my guess. But you know, I think the best companies will always you know have that uh, access for you because I think customers want digital experiences for you know the the more routine uh, types of services. But you know, for some of the ones that may be more tricky, I think we'll have you know we'll have less number of people supporting it. But I think you'll need higher skill, you know, ultimately for that. So. I don't think it replaces, I don't think digital replaces, you know, everything, but I think it'll definitely um, become a, a bigger percentage of how, you know, how consumers get service. And, and also, it, you know, we've seen that it's a, a better customer experience across the board. And, you know, we measure that through the different channels that we have. So I think that's definitely going to be a trend that'll continue, Shep. All right. So phone uh Probably in my research, we do research every year uh, sponsored by Amazon. Uh, we have found that the customer will call more than they will use any other uh, service. 71% of customers prefer the phone as their number one channel. By the way, this is skewed by baby boomers because approximately 88% of baby boomers, which is about 21% of the U.S. population, uh, say, you know what, I'd rather pick up the phone. Now, of course, Gen Z and millennials bring it down to closer to 50%, but still, uh, overall, 71% prefer to go to the phone. That said, almost the same percentage of customers in general say, yeah, I'm willing to use self-service digital solutions. And those could be knowledge bases on a, and that's a, a sophisticated word, basically a, a, a FAQ, frequently asked questions section on a website, uh, digital tutorials, uh, artificial intelligent infused chat bots. They're willing to go and use that. Still, phone's number one choice. Any thoughts around that? Well, actually, you know, we're, we um, measure the utilization of phone versus digital channels. And it's been continuing to increase more and more through most of our businesses. You know, we're we're moving uh, past the fifty percent mark of customers choosing digital channels over uh, traditional phone channels. And you know, interestingly enough, Shep, uh, you know, we we measured the customer experience uh, through both channels, and across each of our businesses, you know, we see a net promoter score of a, of about ten to twenty points higher when the consumer can do a full digital experience. So that's huge. That's, that's yeah. important. But do you think that is a result of, well, number one, you've created a good digital experience. I get it. 
But when they compare to the traditional phone experience, do you think that's a result of an agent that isn't showing empathy, not properly trained? Maybe it's offshore, hard to understand. Um, Maybe there's so much noise in the background that, you know, so that could be tainting the experience um, quite a bit versus a company that invests a little bit more money, regardless of going offshore or not. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of doing it right offshore. Um, and and using third parties, but uh, sometimes those uh, third parties are really really good, and you think you're dealing with the top notch people in a company. Well, I, you know, maybe a good point to clarify, Shep, is our net promoter scores for call centers is very high, actually, as well. And so we put a huge premium on delivering a great customer experience, no matter which channel uh, you know someone's choosing. If you think about it, we work with the largest brands across the world, and what they're coming to us to do is to, you know, to create more and more loyalty for their consumers to that brand. And so, you know, the biggest thing that we can sell is a great customer experience, regardless of of the channel. But consumers are are basically seeing it easier, Shep, more and more to, you know, to be able to go through a, a digital channel, not have to wait, do it on their own time. There's no you know, there's no phone hours or any of that kind of thing. So it's a lot more flexible, ultimately, for a consumer. Um, and, and you know, we're, we've invested a tremendous amount in our digital experience. Like you said, it all comes down to how good it is. And we're continuously measuring the activity within, um, you know, within the digital experience to keep, uh, to keep improving it uh, every day. So it, it's really uh, a critical element of where we spend a lot of our time. That's for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to over-exaggerate and say you just gave us 17 great points here, but uh, let me just break it down. Maybe it's two or three. Number one, um, you create a good digital experience. It's getting really good ratings. And the digital experience isn't necessarily to replace the human experience, but it's a way that customers, if they figure it out, will understand that this is easier, faster, quicker. It's not hard. Uh, number two, you do have a good agent experience. Your NPS, net promoter scores and customer satisfaction scores are very high. That's really important for everybody to understand who's listening is that it's not like we're using digital to replace the phone. If somebody wants to use the phone, it's still high. And, and sometimes companies are trying to force customers to use the digital experience by creating a questionable experience on on the phone. Meaning I call you, I have to wait. Sometimes it's 30, 45 minutes. Maybe it's longer. Uh, Who knows what my experience is going to be. And you're forcing me to use digital. The other thing is, to your point, I think no matter whether I'm going to go to the phone, if that's where I initially want to go, where am I going to go to get the phone number? I'm going to go to the website, right? Mm -hmm, right away i'm in a digital experience before i even get started with a digital or support phone support experience yeah and i think you just hit on a super important point shep is you know now you're if you're having a customer call they're actually you're you're moving them to a different channel you know and so you're already creating friction for that consumer whereas they go in to get the the number and they go oh i can actually take care of that while i'm in the same place you know, you, you can imagine that that isn't actually an easier path for, you know, for the customer. Right. And and so I, I think it's a beautiful way of saying it. Um, I, I think I'm going to use the phone. And when I get to a point where, well, here's where the phone number is. And right next to us is, is your question about this? Before you call us, click here. 
And all of a sudden, if you've made it easy for me, intuitive for me, I'm going to go down that path of the digital experience. You know, sometimes uh, what we have to do is teach the customer how to use the digital experience to get the, and, and we're not trying not to talk to them. We're just trying to give them a better experience, quicker, faster, more efficient. And if they can't get it, give us a call and you're still going to be happy. Yeah. And, you know, the more you can create uh, an easy experience, like you said, Shep, and the customer realizes that they can resolve it one, right on the spot, um, then they don't have to think about, is there a whole time? Is there not a whole time? They can get it resolved right right then. And it also, we've, we've built in some really great uh, technology and tools uh, that that's really enabling that experience to go to another level. An example might be, um, you know, it, we protect a lot of the mobile phones that consumers have. And, you know, if they, if their mobile phone breaks, um, you know, we've actually given them the ability to, they can either take it into a store. If they lost it, we can send them a new device. We can have them select the, the device that's going to be replaced right there on the, uh, you know, right there on the on the web or or the app. So all of the elements that you need to complete your, you know, your uh, that whatever situation or whatever event that you're experiencing, to be able to do that in a way that, you know, gets you exactly what you want and, and be able to get you back and going as, as quickly as possible. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's Isn't much that better. what all customers want? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So well, that's what we pay a-, a lot of attention to. And, you know, we do a lot of listening to our uh, consumers as well, Shep, and that informs us in terms of what the new innovations we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, be working on and developing what technologies we'll, we'll be uh, adding into the experience. So it's a, you know, it's a never ending journey to keep, uh, you know, to keep raising the bar on that on that experience. That's a good thing. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I want to continue the conversation. And uh, I mentioned this on another episode, uh, but just recently uh, I had an article put in front of me that a, I, I call a fairly major airline, not the biggest of the airlines, but I won't say their name, but their initials are Frontier Airlines. And by the way, I'm a fan of Frontier. I'm a fan of everything they stand for, but they're doing something that is somewhat unique and radical in the airline industry, and that is they've eliminated their call center altogether. Let's talk about that and a lot more. We're talking with Keith Meyer, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Assurance. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Keith Meyer, COO of Assurant. And uh, as we were coming into the break, I mentioned Frontier Airlines. And 
I, I applaud them at the same time. I'm a little nervous for them because when we make a bold statement, like we're eliminating the customer support from the standpoint of human to human contact, I think, well, technology is great until it's not, until there's a snag, until I just can't get what I want. And I understand why they did it because they believe that it had to do primarily, it looked like from the article I read, that there was an issue with how fast they were able to get refunds on tickets. And you know the fastest way was to use a digital system, a support system that allowed people to put in their information, put in the reason they're asking for whatever it is and, and getting it done quicker than having to call. So uh, any thoughts on the elimination of, of that uh, call center. And I use that word call center to differentiate between call center and contact center and s- overall support. Yeah. And it, you know, it's understandable maybe why they chose to go that way. I think ultimately, Shep, the digital experience in many cases, as we were talking about, is a better one. And, you know, the nice thing about digital experiences is ultimately they're a lower cost uh, way to service as well. So Clearly, Frontier, that's probably by going so far to the extreme of pure digital, that's probably the driver is the cost driver. And obviously, with inflation and talent shortages, maybe they've felt there was a lot of pressure on those fronts. But I think ultimately, you know, you can't you can't fake a customer centric culture, you know, and at Assurance, that's really uh, that's really the most important thing. And, you know, I often talk about our our people, talent, and culture is by far my number one priority. And a lot of that is around like, what do you, you know, what do you consider to be important? What's important to your organization? And, you know, just to give you an example, Shep, uh, when I talk about, you know, customer experience being important, you know, we actually have all of our people, you know, design their goals around four pillars. And one of the key, one of the four pillars is customer experience. So everyone in our company knows that, there's there's an element of their job that's all about improving and, and driving a better customer experience. And often it's about the digital experiences, but but for us, it's making sure that a you know a consumer can be supported in in the way that they, you know, um, in the way that they would want to be supported. So uh, I understand why they might, why Frontier might, you know, go down that path. Um but you know, we protect a lot of brands and, and we want to make sure we can support, you know, consumers. Hopefully first through digital means, but you know, but also giving them other options. As Always well. giving them the backup. Now, you know, I, I'm interested to see if six months or a year from now, if Frontiers reinstated people, uh, you know, a human to human aspect of it. I think it's we're probably not a hundred percent able to do that. Although you've got brands like Google, like try to get a human being on the phone if, if you've got questions about Google. Uh, now, granted, they offer a free service. We should be happy, and they've created. You know, all you got to do is Google your question. And the Google answer comes back, right? And so they've done a very effective job of creating uh, that digital support. Um, and was- I think, sorry, Shep, I think on that, you know, the more transactional things, I think definitely is better for a digital experience. If a customer, you know, has something, uh, has a situation that's, you know, that's unusual or those types of things, it's hard to do that through a digital transaction in some cases. So some of those, you know, more unusual more challenging, you know, customer situations, I think you have to have an outlet for, for, you know, to help those, you know, those customers, especially if you can imagine in an airline, you know, that there can be a lot of interesting scenarios that can come up in any given day. 
So for anybody listening that ever experiences a problem with customer trying to reach a human and not being able to do it, and with a company like Frontier that's eliminated altogether that human-to-human interaction, uh, here's my suggestion. Uh, Get the headquarters phone number and call and ask to speak to the president. There are plenty of people that will make sure your problem is taken care of before you actually talk to the president of the company, airline, whatever it is. All right, let's jump into something. You mentioned just a few moments ago that there are challenges out there. There are employment issues. There's, uh, you know, I think you may have even mentioned supply chain. I, I'm not sure, but maybe that's what's going on in my head. With all of these challenges that are happening today, uh, that digital experience becomes really important. Uh, you have this product uh, internally, I believe it's referred to Apex, which is the Assurant Product Experience Exchange. And I want to just riff on that for a moment or two so that everybody understands, you know, what good technology looks like in a customer support world. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, for us, Apex was about enabling our clients, as you mentioned, we're a B2B to C company, enabling our our clients to, you know, to be able to utilize the Assurant customer journeys in a way that's a lot easier to plug into. And so uh, Apex is basically a way for our clients to integrate into the customer journeys that we've created that deliver great experiences. And you know, sometimes creating these experiences can take a lot of investment and a lot of technology. So we've done a lot of that work for our clients and so they can leverage a lot of that. And so what Apex does is enables us to, uh, you know, to enable the, those those clients to integrate with us very, very quickly. The, the, you know, the origin of it, Chef, was really interesting. I worked with a client uh, in another country prior to sort of the, my current role. I was responsible for international for Assurant. So I talked to, you know, I talked to um, clients all over the world, and you know, the customer experience was always the the biggest driver of how we were going to grow, uh, grow our business. And that was always the most important thing to our, to our clients almost across the board. But one of the conversations I had was they, you know, there was a small piece of business and uh, they said, you know, they were going to give it to someone else. They said, don't worry, you know, there's a bigger piece coming later. But I really wanted to understand it because they said the reason was that they didn't think we would be able to, they'd be able to integrate with us very quickly. And so knowing you know, knowing the inner workings of our company, I thought that's really strange, you know, what happened there? So I went and talked with the team and I found out we had two different ways of integrating. We had call it our newer way. And then there was, you know, there was the, you could call it the older way of, of integrating. And so I, you know, I told the team, we have to be moving forward on the, the newer way across the board. One of the things I did with, you know, as I said, let me be the client. Let's take our new technology, how we integrate. And it's basically almost like a simple self-serve. It, it, it's that beautiful. And so we went through it, made sure it was designed properly. The, you know, a few months later, we came around with that client and they said, you guys were the best to, uh, to integrate with. So you oh, can wow. imagine. You went, went from, from fearing you uh, to not being to all of a sudden you're the best. That's isn't a pretty that good movement. So, you know, so needless to say, you know, that was a, a, a huge aha moment that we needed to really double down on on this. And we basically extended it across our entire company. We, you know, we put it under the the term Apex, the Assurance Product Experience Exchange. And now we're actually going to be 
uh, doing some press releases around it uh, here come in the next few weeks um, as well. So it's just that example that it's hard to create, you know, uh, great experiences for all the different services that a company might want to do. And like you said, with a lot of the the uh, challenges with, uh, you know, economically that that are going on out there. So being able to work with a company like, like Assurant can help accelerate you know, the uh, digital journeys and the customer experience that these companies are trying to to accomplish. And Apex is a way that we've made that, you know, faster and easier mm -hmm. for them. All right. So there's two lessons in all of that. I love, first of all, hearing about, you know, a little bit behind the scenes and, you know, you've given us an idea of how the sausage is made in the sausage factory. <laughs> all right. Love that. But there's two really important lessons that I want everybody to have just learned Obviously, number well, three, we learned about you. Number one or number two, then uh, would be you mentioned, let me be the customer. And what you did, whether you know it or not, is you went through a journey mapping exercise. This is what our customer experience is. I want to make sure I understand what the customer experience is. You do that internally so you can find the friction points. And you used the word friction earlier in our conversation. You find the problematic areas. You find the places where our customers are going to say, hmm, maybe there's a better way of doing it. So uh, that's important. Everybody, if you haven't done it, I don't care who your customer is, what kind of business you're in journey map the heck out of your industry or your, your business, understand what your customers want and expect and, and do it again and again. It's not a one and done. It's every six months. You should do it and make sure everything's still the same. Number two, you are not just a vendor. When you start talking to your customers like this, you are a partner. And in the case of a B to B to C, you understand your consumers so well, or the consumers so well, which are the customers of your clients that you not only supply the support for them and the and, and the insurance and all that, but you also uh, become their partner in helping them be more successful. If more companies, regardless whether they're B2C, B2B, or B2B2C, if more companies would take on their role of partnership versus just a place to do business with, I think the world would be a better place. And, and for those that don't know what's happening and there's this silence, that is because uh, Keith is shaking his head. Yes, I know you can't <laughs> see it. Thank you for agreeing with me. Absolutely agree. That's for sure, Shep. All right. Well, let's wrap it all up here. We're just about out of time. And I always ask the final question is that one little nugget of information that you want this audience to know that they can walk away with. And maybe after listening for the last 20, 25 minutes, they're going, you know what, this last moment was worth the whole price of admission. What would that nugget of wisdom be? Wow, you know, to encapsulate all this into one nugget, you know, I, I guess I would just say, you know, the reason I took on this role, Shep, is that the customer experience is gonna drive, you know, the next several years of growth, certainly for our company and most companies. And I wanted to be able to help drive that across, you know, all of our businesses and, uh, so I, I think the the biggest message is, you know, being uh, passionate about customer experience is really the ticket to growth. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's really critical for all of us to to embrace. And I've heard it from clients all around the world. And, you know, when you hear it from, from companies, uh, you know, big and small all over it, you know, it lands on you pretty, pretty heavily. And the nice thing is, I, you know, it's been a secret to our success over many years. And, and you know, for me personally, 
you know, that's what's made this just a pleasure to be able to talk to you about, uh, you know, about customer experience today, Chef. So thanks well, for having well, me on. Well, thank you very much. Let me summarize this. Customer experience is responsible for growth in a company. And traditionally, we'd think marketing and sales, but now we're morphing into customer experience. And here's the here's the idea here is that customer experience is sales and marketing and customer service and customer support. It's all in there and we need to do that. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've given us some amazing insights from inside a Fortune 500 company. Once in a while, we go in the trenches and talk to executives of companies just like yours. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Shep. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another interview. And next week, we'll be back with uh, another one. And I hope you do come back. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken, and I am reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.